0: From the Atonement Fargo Studios on South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota, this is That Podcast. Hey, to contact the crew, submit your questions or comments, go to atonement.live slash podcast questions. And now, here's those crazy people with That Podcast.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 13 of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and soon I will be joined by Pastor DJ Lura, Pastor Paul Cross, and Mark Soljum for a very special episode of that podcast to celebrate Father's Day. I hope you like it and enjoy the show. We're recording now, Okay, if anyone's interested
2: why so i'm being quiet
3: that's or right on. just that's a way to shut down conversation right there
1: <laughs> we're on i'm gonna do uh post-production later so we can just visit
2: can, can we have that little music that mark does at the beginning i love the music that mark does who is
1: <laughs> that, that strange thing? voice the Jingle. You, you, you like that well I, we get i do we, like it we haven't i can do just the jingle like this here uh how's that
0: it just sounds so official with that it does it does like it's a high production environment here gnarly yes this is the word i like to use gnarly it,
2: it, i think
1: it's. you were born in
0: you were you lived through the 90s then is what you're saying
2: ramsey-esque <laughs> yes it's ramsey-esque
0: yeah i like that we we have
1: to uh we have to redo the are you all right oh, Mark, are, you, are, you are you
3: gonna you trash everything?
2: the joint the guy Mark's comes breaking stuff already guy a, comes
1: in here and he starts rearranging the room
0: got a problem. <laughs>
2: as opposed to a B-clamp or an E-clamp.
0: Okay. Maybe I'll just slide my chair closer to the table. Hey, everybody. Meet Mark Soljum. Thanks for having me here. (laughs) (laughs) Wanted to leave my mark on the place. Oh, that's too good. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: uh, how's everybody doing?
2: Well, I... uh, DJ, I imagine, is doing meat right and salutary because in his spare time, he was reading the formula of Concord. Yes. Good stuff. We need to get this boy.
3: Light other reading? <laughs> other hobbies. Just some light reading, huh? Just some light reading.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that slightly reminds me of my beef with last week's podcast. But, oh, you know, yeah. We're going to go there
1: already. We're a minute and well, before, 54 uh,
0: seconds. B- b- before... I, I just don't know the appropriate time to start review of previous podcasts.
1: Any time is appropriate. I will,
3: I want to say something though because this is important. I discovered an error on my part, having listened to episode twelve yesterday in the car. Um, I had called something what it isn't. No takebacks. Well, I'm I'm just correcting the record in case this is has caused Mark's uh, wrath did, to come upon me. Did the
0: liturgical police call you and uh, <laughs> correct you on certain things? <laughs>
3: Uh, what goes around your waist is not a stole, but a cincture.
0: Mm. I called it a stole. Was that it? Believe it or not, that was not my beef, but I did catch that. But can I tell
2: you something, DJ? The reason is you're too young to know the difference, and I'll tell you why. As you get older, both your cincture and your tonsure increase. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I am a, a, a prime example of how my, both my tonsure and my cincture have grown uh, in significance.
3: Ah, so. uh, yes, 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 the, the tassels.
0: No, my beef was just that it's all fascinating history to me. But in the same podcast, you were talking about how we were um, talking about our, our, uh, um, our commonalities in believing in Jesus Christ and, and that he's crucified and risen. Uh, And then you went into this minutiae about, ah, if you step a foot this way, you're actually in this space. And I thought to myself, man, it's just been a table and a a podium for a long time here at Atonement, and it has never been, to my knowledge, (laughs) those technical names. And I know those technical names because of my seminary degree, but uh, I— I I choose not to use them.
2: Did he say ambo or ewer, either of those two? He
0: did. Wow. Goodness gracious And that just made me sort of go, oh, nobody cares, (laughs) 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 which is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So there are certain people that care. I am not one of them.
3: Yes. Uh, Obviously, we lost the... um the, the Mark Soljum demographic we were aiming for. We did. Yeah, with the uh, liturgical conversation it, on... It only took on 12 episodes. Yeah. We did. I just <laughs> hoped we didn't
0: turn away any any uh, people that were on the fence. So. Yes.
3: Well, and uh, uh, you are right. Ultimately, uh, the only people who really care about that stuff are those who teach liturgics at seminaries. Right. Outside right. of that.
0: And if you, uh, uh, you know... If in your retirement you're looking for something to do in your spare time, you're well prepared for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't leave now, though, because I like you, DJ.
3: <laughs> well, and you know what? The the great thing about atonement is that atonement uh, uh, was not founded as a church in 1521, and um, there was no need to make the entire worship space a symbolic mm. proclamation of the gospel as uh all these terms came from true from 500 years ago when people didn't read the bible or didn't have access to reading atonement
0: the bible. was uh, founded in 1970 which is also a a a very strange time in human history but uh um and it, in fact it had a a box it was just a box so one room one room box a one room box with well there was bathrooms off the side but um. <laughs> inside or outside the bathrooms were inside they were okay yes. Well, you forget this is North Dakota. <laughs> and uh, a, 70 isn't that long ago, I guess. <sighs> yeah. It, well, it is chilly in January outside. <laughs>
2: uh, outside at, in January at night, if you step outside, you can faintly hear uh, Led Zeppelin singing the immigrant song. This so, is yeah, this true. It, there
3: you go. Well, I will, I will do a mea culpa for all of those uh, folks out there that, were, um, that are offended by uh, liturgical names. Uh, uh, Mia Coppola. I think I said that wrong. I'm sorry. There we go. We'll go with that.
0: I'd like an acapulco. Uh, acapulco. Ooh, that <laughs> sounds yeah. nice. Or maybe a. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, though, have we started this podcast,
3: <laughs> or are <laughs> we just <laughs> still doing?
1: Well? Well, we, we have. Uh, and and I. And,
2: and we we didn't even introduce who's here. Well, I know. We,
1: well, the, I know this is this is fun. We're we're t- and we didn't not introduce who's not here. Yeah. Conspicuous did. by her absence. Yeah. So, so well, we'll go around the room, uh, we'll start with our, with our newest guest to the podcast, Mark Soljum. I
0: suppose waving right now isn't actually going to have any <laughs> no, effect, but. nobody will see it. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Been listening. Huge fan. First time guest, but long time listener. So, and uh, Mark is the director of ministry
1: here at Atonement. Just and one. Just one.
0: No, all of them actually. Ministries, just just one ministry. Plural, yes.
1: Director of ministries. I'll pay for that later.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Director of the ministry.
0: (laughs) So, Mark, how long have you been here at Atonement? Uh, I got here about uh, nine this morning. Um, But if you're, (laughs) so I actually grew up at Atonement, which is why I, when I knew it was founded and what the box looked like. Um, and uh, uh, went away uh, to the Twin Cities for about um, 12 years. And then we moved back and have been back at Atonement for, oh, God, since December of 2006. So whatever that is. Uh,
1: 14 years. Oh, 14 years. 13 and a half?
0: Yeah, almost yeah. for Yeah. Yep.
1: Cool. Well, we're glad you're here.
0: And then I've been uh, employed here for, it'll be 7 in August.
1: Kind of crazy. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to have to have you on sometime to tell your story. I think that would be a good time.
2: What, what he's not on right now?
1: Well, he is
0: on right now, oh, but... Okay. but oh, well, I'd love to be on
1: sometime. Yeah. <laughs> sometime, sometime else. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Some other time. <laughs> this really goes down the ditch without Sarah here. <laughs> yeah, would she kind of
3: holds it Does she hold you together? Is well, she the heart of your
0: podcast? Uh, uh,
1: well, yeah. You've listened to him. Yes, I have. And you'll listen to this one. And hopefully you won't fast forward. So, so we've got we've got Mark here. We've got Pastor DJ Lura here. Hello, hello, hello. And we have Pastor Paul Cross back.
2: Yeah, that's my front. Actually, this is <laughs> this is my front. My back's on the other side.
1: Can't win for losing. Yeah, no, you can't. No, I'm. I'm it's good to I'm be in here. trouble. And I am Ryan Jakey and Sarah DeYoung. We kicked her to the curb this week.
2: Unceremoniously.
1: Unceremoniously, because Sunday is Father's Day. Ah. What business does she have on a Father's Day program?
2: What, what, she doesn't have a father? I mean, Well, well she does have
3: a father, okay. sure.
2: It might have been part of the Genesis or something, but I don't know.
3: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if she was so much um, kicked to the curb as uh, refused to join this group of uh, peanut gallery goofballs. Th-
1: that's exactly what happened. She removed herself from the the uh, struggles that so she knew three were I could today.
0: handle for <laughs> that's just over the edge. Is that how it went? That's exactly how it uh, went. I'm, yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure I wouldn't join a group that would let me as a member. that's for sure. So there you go. That you what? I'm pretty sure I wouldn't join a group that let me in as a member. So uh, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she's wise and not coming in.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, it's fun. So happy father's day early. Thank you. Well, it might not be early. When, when everybody's hearing this, it'll be Sunday likely. Mm. So that'll be right on time so uh, Paul, how yeah. long how long have you been a father for? I, uh,
2: that would be uh, I became a father on uh, July 14th, 1988. So that's uh, approaching 32 years. 32 32 years that's correct. Uh, yeah
0: uh,
1: Wow you
2: know. yeah and then uh, uh, then again on uh, October uh, 26th. Uh, 1989, you do the math. Uh, and then again on uh, uh, April 6th, 1992, and then again on uh, January 17th, 1996. Significant because the greatest measurable rainfall in the Twin Cities history. Now think about that for a second. Rainfall in January. Hmm. It was one inch. Mm. Drove her to the hospital uh, uh, while it was raining. Came back. Uh, the interstate was a skating rink. I uh, bet it was. It was quite something. So, but be that as it may.
1: Wow,
0: Mark, do I have to remember all of the birthdays as well? Is that like a the father's day test? I set the standard. You high did here. set that high. <laughs> yeah, he put the bar right up there. I became a father January twenty fifth, two thousand two. And then again on August 1st of 2003, and then finally on June 21st of 2008. I have three. Three. So, yep. So I've been a father for 18 years. Uh, once, 18 and a half. once
2: coming on Father's Day. How about that?
0: Yes. Jacob's, Jacob's is, birthday is, is this, on Father's Day. Father's wow. Day. Crazy Excellent. Mm-hmm. He,
2: he will learn to find that that's kind of a tough handle to have uh, in, in the future because they'll just <laughs> conflate the two of them and, uh, and and forget both and expect you to cook that day. There, there might be, yeah. <laughs> I know how that works.
0: Oh, it's Father's Day. I bought you some steaks that you can grill for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Poor Jacob. Oh, he's he's got a long
1: long road.
3: What about you, Ryan?
1: Well, I was going to go to you next. Be- I beat you to it. Right? Oh well, because I'm kind of the rookie here. I didn't oh. I didn't become a father until uh, December fourteenth. Now see, now I'm worried about screwing this up. Uh, December 14th of 2005, and then again on October 3rd of 2008. So what does that mean? 14 and a half years?
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm in the same boat. Um, June-
0: You don't want to mess it up? You're in the same boat? Is yes, that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't want to mess it up.
3: June 7th, <laughs> 2005, um, July 30th, 2007, and then February 24th, 2014- so fourteen and a half fifteen year fifteen years
1: fifteen years, yeah wow paul what's your what's your favorite father's day memory
2: uh my only father's day memory because uh, all the other ones again have been conflated because my birthday is uh, uh conspicuously close, and so I'm very bitter about these things, <laughs> um, but I try not to show it uh, uh uh, actually, uh, happy
0: bur day I mean, or uh, father's there, day. There wasn't
2: much happiness because as I said, I was kind of insufferable about my bitterness. Uh, the SMC, uh, had, had the same issues because her father was born actually on, well, today to, we're recording this on the 17th of June. So he really had a lot of time. So, uh, father's day was a non-factor there. But one day I, after all my whining and complaining, uh, a, a very nice Genesis, uh, a Weber Genesis 2 grill showed up on my back porch, already assembled. But again, just in time for me to grill the steaks. Mm-hmm. So, but that was the most memorable. That was very nice Father's Day gift. I can't complain too vociferously.
0: That's a, that's a gas grill? The that Genesis is a gas II? grill, yes. Having it assembled, that's a big deal, though. Yes. I don't look that gift horse in the mouth. No, out. no,
2: that was that's, that is a big deal. Because I just
0: assembled a new grill. Oh my. 48 steps. Wow. So the, you know, it's easier to put together a car than it is some of those <laughs> new have gas grills. They robots do that.
2: They don't have robots to the gas grills. The, that, right. Right. The
1: only thing worse is a is a Barbie dream house.
2: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that has decals. That has
1: decals. <laughs> that has decals. <laughs> <laughs> you just about need the the level. Yeah. When exactly.
2: <laughs> you know that that's that's the one thing about fatherhood is 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 at this, I'm past the stage now, but it was putting decals on things. That was that's pretty much my entire usefulness as a father was was putting decals on things, and, or uh, or taking
0: apart Legos. Yes, Dad, can you get these Legos apart?
2: Well, now we had a little brick, a little device that did. Yes, that.
0: we didn't get one of those until well into my fathering. Ahem. Uh-huh. Mm. Yep. yep. When I realized that some engineer had solved this crisis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kudos. I, I, I don't know what that engineer's name is, but kudos to him for making the little brick lever that pops it off. It's, it's orange. It's genius. Yeah,
2: Ours is gray, but that's okay. Wow. You you can must, see maybe your,
0: yours is a first generation or something.
2: You know, there's probably a good chance of that.
0: <laughs> that wasn't a subtle rib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't subtle at all.
1: <laughs> I, I read uh, on the most trusted news source recently that they've created a Lego that you just step on it and just die immediately. You die or the Lego does. The, you die. You it just is, explode. Yeah. That was on uh, the Babylon
0: bee. I was going
3: to say it, the most trusted news source has to be <laughs> the B.
0: The the uh, the B, the Babylon B. I don't know about death, but there is certainly a lot of pain involved <laughs> yeah. in stepping on Legos. I just uh I just did that about uh, 3 days ago yeah. in fact. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If you get them just right in the carpet and the and the corner is up in the air, mm-hmm. it's the worst you can get. But it's get.
3: never just one. I mean, it, <laughs> uh, there's it's got partners waiting it's for like you. Like walking on you. hot coals. Yes. Yeah. Ugh.
2: I I do think that Legos, of course, probably is the if you're within a fifty year range, Legos is the most significant thing of fatherhood. I mean, uh, that that clearly is it. Oh, okay. for sure. Absolutely. We could just we could be done with the podcast there (laughs) Uh, uh, and and that would be it. As as I said, the various stages of Legos and so forth, (laughs) Lego stickers. And yeah, that's probably about it.
0: (laughs) When I was a kid, I had what I thought was the greatest Lego collection ever. Um, and I had a bucket full of Legos Mm -hmm. that I would repeatedly pull out, build something, put it back together, you know, tear it apart, do it, do it over again. But, uh, uh, now m- that bucket has become part of my children's collection, but it has become a very minor part yes. of that children's collection. You know, I had I probably could have counted all the Legos that I have, mm-hmm. and, and now I think uh, if our house were torn down for some reason, they would still find Legos in various parts of it. Or they could
1: use the Legos as a temporary
0: shelter. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: You know, I have that same kind of experience. Um, I have... The Lego box that I had, and it has a little snappy lid that's plastic, and it and, uh, looks like a little briefcase. Um, and then my daughters have their own large locker-sized full bins of Legos that are 10 times more complex than mine, and my son has his Legos that are also 10 times, like, did you know that Legos now, they have expressions on their face? Oh, Yeah. Yep. Like, it used to be just two eyes and a smiley mouth, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you'd put the space helmet on them or something. Yeah, Benny. Yeah. yeah. But now, I mean, my daughters have, each one of these is, is a different character with her own story mm-hmm. of in Legoland, and my son has all the superheroes, and they, you know, Spider-Man and stuff.
1: With their
0: own special emojis. Y- right? Yes. And Lego emojis. Yes. So speaking of father memories, was going to see the first Lego movie with my kids. Did you see this one? Did uh, I see the movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the, my favorite characters in there, they call him Benny, and he's the 1980s space guy, uh, but like his helmet is busted, yes. and his face is slightly worn, and I thought, mine looks exactly it, like yeah, that. Yeah, mine too. My one, helmet yeah. is broken right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's my Lego. So. Uh,
2: I think... Rapidly losing my demographic. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my youth predated uh, Legos in America. Was that Tinker
1: <laughs> Toys at that time? Tinker
2: Toys and Lincoln Logs. Yeah, that'd Lincoln be the about
1: right. Yeah, oh, yeah. we had some Lincoln Logs. Yeah. Uh, DJ, what about you? Do you have a favorite memory?
3: You know, when I think of um, Father's Day, it always, it, it always ties into, strangely enough, when I was um, ordained. I was ordained the same week that Addie was born. So, mm-hmm. she was born in Minnesota, and then uh, we basically hopped in the car from the hospital and drove to Fargo, North Dakota, for me to get ordained. Uh, so that's that's the connection that I have with with Father's Day, with the birth of my daughter, and starting ministry. So mm-hmm. it helps me keep track of how long I've been doing this. Uh, she's 15, so that means I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. cool.
1: How about you, Mark?
0: Well, you know, I don't know that uh, the day especially has anything super special. We always sort of celebrate together and do something, um, but I, I mean, I, it it reminds me. I'm grateful every year because um, I didn't realize how much being a father actually changed your life until that young one comes along. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think about our uh, about our own Zach Mathis who just had uh, his first child and. And what an exciting change! And it really sort of uh, your life is never the same, um, and and it can be a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: yeah, you know, I, I I thought I knew what love was until my wife said, "I do," and then I realized I didn't know what love was. And then I thought I knew what love was until my firstborn was born, and then I realized I didn't know what love was. Mm-hmm. And I had this weird uh, experience the day that that Addie was born. My first thinking thought was, I'm never going to sleep again. Because whenever she made a sound, I was right there. And I thought, hmm, how's this going to work? I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep ever again. Well, I did fall asleep. and um, From sheer exhaustion, exactly. Probably. And I'm, <laughs> I'm in the hospital, and I'm laying like, remember when you were a kid and you would lay in the back of the car on like the, the top of the seats? That's mm-hmm. kind of what it's I felt. Package uh, the package shelf. The package shelf. That's kind of what it felt like in. Those liturgical terms, but not
0: automotive <laughs> terms. <laughs> <laughs> we see a gap in his knowledge That's there. Right? Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, so I'm laying on this, this fold out chair in, in Melissa's room, um, and Addie's in her little cubby that they put
0: newborns in. Mm-hmm. I think and those are called bassinets. It, bas- is that what it is? It's yes. just this
3: plastic thing. I, bassinet, I think it was. T- tubby works too. Tubby outside. works too. Um, uh, where I'm from. Tubby is what you called me when I'm <laughs> <laughs> I am just had a pretty good meal. <laughs> it's a sign of a father. On, on <laughs> Finally, P- a tubby. On,
2: on British television, I think they put a telly in front of that. Uh,
0: tell the tubby. Yeah.
3: Well, in the middle of the night, uh, the nurse comes in and is getting Addie up and and getting uh, her to nurse. And I hear my daughter crying. And in my stupor of exhaustion, I open my eyes slightly, and all I see is my child crying and this stranger causing it and the first thought that came through my head and I'm a very peaceful person but the first thought that came through my head is that person is causing my child pain I need to throw her out the window (laughs) now thankfully I woke up a little bit more and realized what was going on but it was this weird kind of I didn't know I had I had instincts like that and it was instantaneous following her birth um, that here is someone who matters more than me. Um, now that that was my firstborn, the the thirdborn, uh, Dylan. I, as long as he's breathing, <laughs> I've done my job. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, that that is the way that it goes. I mean, there's that uh, the older kid. Well, so Paul, you have four. Correct. Does uh, I'm,
2: I'm a biblical literalist. Yeah, I,
1: I know we we went through this already. Did we? No, I don't uh, think so. Well, I, 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 no, I know we did because my wife told me that we did. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: I'm sure of it. Oh, so she, she wanted no part of that conversation, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
1: no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll stay at half. Uh, I, I,
2: again, I don't, I don't know math very well. I know arithmetic even less, but the last time I checked two times two is four, but, and it says be fruitful and multiply, but that's okay. All right. Your
0: question. Well, no, I forgot. No, you know, I, I, I'm married to a mathematician. We can get a lot more fine tuned <laughs> with our math than two times two. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, man. We,
2: by the end of this discussion, we're going to be in serious trouble. Oh, per, like, more, more
0: than likely. Absolutely. This should come with a warning. Yeah. Is uh, it, maybe that's why Sarah's normally with you. <laughs> Keep you out of the ditch and out of trouble.
3: She steers the conversation in a,
0: yeah, she,
3: yeah. a good path. Yes. You said I was older.
1: You, you, well, you, you have four. Four, yeah, y- I have four. Yeah, the, the rest of us have either sure. three or two. Yeah. D- did uh, – um, did you treat the oldest one? What was the difference in your parenting styles between number one and number four?
2: You know, you'll have to ask them that. They, of course, they, they insist. You know, uh, uh, mothers tend to say, uh, no, th- this is not going outside this room, correct? No. That's okay. just between us. It's between us. Mothers always pay no attention to the red light. <laughs> I, I I love all my children the same. Uh, well, you know the fact is we love all our children differently. Uh, we do. It's not that we don't love our children. It's just that they they require, as DJ was pointing out, different sort of things. So uh, you know it it's it, it, I liken it like this. Uh, when my eldest son was born, if the nook fell on the ground, we got a new nook. <laughs> Uh, and with Mark, uh, my second born, uh, uh we, uh, put the nook in an autoclave. Uh, the, the third one, we, uh, washed it off, uh, in the sink and the fourth one, we gave it to the dog to lick. So, uh, that, that's pretty much how it works. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you sort of, you sort of kind of, but the, there are, there are, let me just put it like this. Um, well,
3: well I'd just say, Paul, I think the love is the same. I think the, it's the effort that's changed. changed. <laughs> at least that wasn't my case. So yeah, well,
2: you know, it's, as I said, it, it uh you, you come to realize that that the the manual that you attempted to use on the first one didn't work on the second one uh nor the third or the fourth mm-hmm. uh nor any of the others. They they're all different and that's just kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Uh there there's no uh there's no rhyme or reason right. to this. It's 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 you know, god smiling and saying, "Here, watch this." <laughs>
1: That's funny.
0: Well, Well, I I think when you first have that first kid, you know, you said you didn't know what love was, uh, but you didn't know how to take care of that kid too. I remember very distinctly my wife and I bringing home Emily and uh, putting her, uh, uh, taking her home from the hospital, and we took the car seat out because they have the little detachable um, things from the car seat and put it in the center of the living room. And we looked at her, and Lynn looked at each other and said, now what? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> when we were in the hospital, the nurses were like, "You should probably feed her, uh, change her diaper." <laughs> okay, uh, and that so that those first kids, they're breaking in the parents as much as anything, too. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kudos to firstborns; they are trailblazers for the other ones. <laughs> That's so, great. and I say that uh, out of all respect because I'm a youngest. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, um, I don't think that I we love them any different. Uh, I mean, differently maybe, but not different levels. Just, um, you know, we've become better parents, hopefully, by the second and the third one than the first one. And uh, hopefully we become better for that first one as we go along with the other two as well. Mm -hmm. Plus, you know, you start and there's two of you to one kid Mm -hmm. when you start. And then all of a sudden there's two of you to two kids. Uh, and then, as we joked, we, we just switched from, from man-to-man defense to zone defense <laughs> with the third kid. Like, all right, you protect the kitchen, i will got the bathroom, and we'll just keep them huddled together.
2: This is what I say. I, and, and, and OU with three each. Uh, let me put it like this. Uh, it really doesn't change much after three. Uh, uh, after that, you're outnumbered, and you just sort of uh, uh, all bets are off. So, as I said, it could be it could be four or fifteen. It doesn't really matter.
0: So, you know, in terms easy of for me to say, in right? terms of parenting, maybe, but in terms of financial <laughs> financial arrangements, I I beg to differ. <laughs> financial,
2: we're supposed to support these kids.
1: Well, you have to feed them at least until exactly. they're eighteen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You got some some obligations. Yeah,
2: I only have two. <laughs> you know what they are.
1: I, I Well, it's the Father's Day episode. Do you want to... Well, you wanna, I, I, yeah. as
2: I told my kids, I only owe you two things in life. I owe you a high school diploma, and I owe you a trip to the recruiter's office. Uh, and uh, not, not the football recruiter, but the person that says, raise your right hand and repeat after me. I hereby swear to defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, both foreign and domestic. One what? of which actually uh, did that. Uh, one of my, my children actually did those things and said that and uh, it was okay for him. So anyway, the other three, you know, at least they went uh, and uh, they did get their high school diplomas. And uh, actually, uh, one of them went to three different recruiters. And it was it was my daughter. She went to three different recruiters, and she didn't like their uniforms. She didn't think they were stylish enough. She later went on to get a degree in apparel design. So Well, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. that's kind of the deal. So anyway, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yes, that, that th- 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 those the, those are the two things that I always so told my.
0: Paul, I've always wondered, because you've you've said this to me before, where yep. did that come from? Because uh, your father was a military man. Yes, he was. Uh, but you are not.
2: Uh, that's also true. Uh, my, my dad, uh, curiously enough, uh, didn't encourage me to go in the military. My dad's thought was, I've done this already, uh, uh, you know, for umpteen years, and it was a ridiculously long time. And he said, you know, my sons, they can, they don't have to go, because there's only sons back then that didn't, I mean... Mm-hmm uh so that was kind of his attitude I, I thought about it but i was dating a girl at the time and uh, she did not want uh me to uh, enlist and so uh, uh that was the, the the big big determining factor that uh, uh i didn't but I, you know as i said it's a it's interesting that you should catch on to that yes but i saw you know this is an interesting conversation because the fact of the matter is i don't feel qualified to talk about father's day for myself i feel qualified to talk about father's day because of my dad i mean i can mm-hmm. talk long, wide, deep, and all day about how uh, great a dad I had, Uh, but I I don't necessarily want to do that for myself, yeah.
3: Mm -hmm. Hmm. I I was thinking kind of the same thing. Like, when talking about fathers, I don't think about me, per se, Mm -hmm. but I think of all the wisdom my father's given me. Like, my dad was a principal and a teacher and a a football and basketball coach, and his firstborn, my older brother... Followed in dad's footsteps and became a teacher and a football coach. But I can remember dad saying to me and my brother, these words of wisdom for playing basketball, He would say, now, when you have the ball, be sure that you make more baskets than the other team. And when you're on defense, keep the other team from making baskets. And I guarantee you, you may always win. That's deep. Isn't that good advice? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, or this other n- little nugget that's stuck with me um wherever you go that's where you are mm. mhm that's true and words to live by
1: yeah mm.
3: do any of you have like words of wisdom that has Stayed with you or that you have passed on to your own kids?
2: Uh, none of which that I can say over the public <laughs> airways. I, mean, my, I my haven't dad, figured out how to use the, do the mute button yet. Got the <laughs> button. My, my, dad, my dad was a sergeant and quite a colorful character and from Brooklyn, New York, the streets of Brooklyn. So uh, with the 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 uh, first time he, he let something out of his mouth in, in my wife's presence, uh, my wife objected, and my dad responded, it's better that he learn it from me than some other place. Uh, so, yes, uh, that, that that's what... Uh, that's what Sergeant Cross would say, yes.
0: <laughs> you know, we, we sort of had the opposite effect with language in, in our house. Uh, uh, we were watching a movie one time and we stopped and someone had swore in the movie and I paused it and I said, my kids were younger at the time. And uh, I said, you know, I said, we, we're, we're going to hear this from time to time, but, but we're not going to use that language. And my son looks at me, deadpan, dad, I ride the bus. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Maybe there was some wisdom to your father's <laughs> remarks there.
3: <clears throat> Better from him than the middle school bus. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I, d- I think it's even the elementary school bus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, not be. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Let's not be crazy about that. It's rough
1: out there. So yeah, um, my I uh, um, my mom and dad were divorced, so I I really grew up without. Uh, but I had my grandpa. And my grandpa was always great. I'd You know, I think of him as, as my dad. Um, he taught me, I guess, more by what he did, I guess, than what he said. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just the way he treated all of us and the way that he could, um, he owned, he, he farmed and he owned his own business and he could separate better than anybody I knew before or since uh, work from home because uh, he could chew you out in the shop and a hundred yards later and a hundred yards. And, you know, three minutes later for lunch at noon, you were just, you know, he was grandpa again. Mm -hmm. So that was um, something that I've always tried to carry with me. I don't know if I probably didn't do it as well as he did, (laughs) but I tried or am trying. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that was, it reminds me of the other thing. Uh, the, uh, my son, uh, Stephen, uh, one time when he was eight, uh, comes up to me and says, Dad, you know, Grandpa, he's a 90s kind of guy. <laughs> and I said, oh, Really, Stephen? Why, why do you say that Grandpa's a 90s kind of guy? He says, Because Grandpa cusses. (laughs) Because there's nothing about my father that would want to be a 90s kind of guy unless it was the 1890s. It wasn't (laughs) grunge
1: rock, no uh, Stone Temple Pilots or anything like that.
0: Big Kurt Cobain fan. Oh, absolutely.
2: (laughs) You know, untucked plaid. Nice.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's good. Um, Gosh trying to think if I have a question but uh
0: you know that's an interesting uh, way that you described how your grandfather sort of taught you uh his actions more than his words Mm -hmm. and uh um I I would say that that's probably the the best way to go about fathering is is to lead by example there Mm -hmm. you know um and times I remember with hanging out with my dad were uh you know uh, we're fixing something together or, um, uh, we're working in the yard together or something like that. And I, I treasure those times cause we, you know, I, he would tell a story, we'd learn a lot from that and, and, uh, just kind of how he dealt with people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it it was a, a, a cool thing with him. Um, gosh, what, uh, what, uh, we're we're doing this podcast from uh, from atonement. Yes. What what uh, what biblic, biblical biblical um, sort of uh, uh, advice can we pass along? Hmm. in Bible verses and and uh, there are
0: some lousy father examples in in <laughs> the Bible. Yes, there are. there are. A couple. Yes. Yeah. There are you have a to be selective about you know <laughs> be a biblical father. Wh- which one? Yeah, don't
3: don't be like Japheth in the Book of Judges. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. do that. You don't. Want to lop up in uh don't make a don't make a vow to god that if he gives you victory the first thing that you see when you walk in your door you will sacrifice to god well what does he see but his daughter comes running out to him yeah it's one of those there's a book in the bible that um if it was to get like a movie rating would probably be like whatever the rating is above r (laughs) that's that's what judges is it's Mm -hmm. just uh it's a rough one um, and that's, uh, the example of Japhtha is one not to be followed. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one, one thing that um, I tried doing uh, with my kids uh, was uh, uh, having us read Proverbs together. Uh, it didn't work like I would have liked to have worked, uh, but it was an interesting uh, attempt, and, and that really is what Proverbs is about. It's about, and, you know, not trying to be gender-biased by any stretch of the imagination here, but it is specific to its time, and uh, it's uh, the advice of a father to a son. The phrase, my son, is uh, uh, liberally sprinkled, liberally sprinkled, (laughs) easy for you to say, uh, liberally sprinkled throughout the the book of Proverbs, and it really is, it's it's a common-sense approach to life, uh, and uh, I I like to say, although there were... uh, uh, some things from Proverbs that I I, I picked up on because uh, Proverbs warn, and again, specific to a son. Uh, uh, Proverbs warns uh, uh, the the father warns the son about uh, three problems, and a fourth is like it: uh, wrong faith, wrong fra- faith, wrong friends, wrong female, and a fourth is like it: uh, wrong finances. Mm. That uh, these are uh, uh, four torpedoes that will destroy you. Uh, uh, and, and the same could be applied for, for a young woman as well, for certain, with not you know, with a young man. But uh, uh, I think those are the things that, that uh, uh, you want to get the right faith. You want to get the right friends. Uh, you want to get the right uh, female. Uh, you want to get the right uh, finances. And that's really what Proverbs is about. Now, uh, do we do that perfectly? Of course not. Uh, and that's part of the problem. We don't do it perfectly. Uh, we don't get salvation this way. DJ's calming down now a little bit. Yeah, thank time. you. <laughs> he was, he was getting, My he heart getting, rate was going was getting, <laughs> a little worried over there. He's, 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 I'd, I'd way I go, hear a lot of works here, a I, lot of works. I, I'd gone way past third <laughs> use there, and uh, he, he he was getting really nervous. Absolutely. A soul called he's, he's, use, you, you are never going to hear the end of that, DJ. I
3: want you to know that. <laughs> a little inside joke about Just the deep. uses of the law for anyone out there who's Lutheran and gets the inside lingo. Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: this clearly falls under how to order our time here on Earth. Yes. So that would be a first use. Absolutely. There you go. Uh,
3: Yeah. It's the third... Never mind. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I think of, of... (laughs) <laughs> what it means to be a father or a mother. We should just
0: make up a fourth use. I'm,
3: I'm making a whole. I'm we going could start a whole, start
0: whole, different different whole <laughs> new piece
3: here, <laughs> or we
2: could start one called the second use of the gospel. That'll that'll really get oh, there. Yeah, you go. That, see, that the really, second see, use. I, What's the, the first use? I and know the, the I use. know the buttons for him oh, over here. That, that was uh, Lowell Satry, by the way. Uh, ah. give, uh, uh, may his memory be uh, cherished. But uh, Dr. Lowell Satry used to speak of the uh, second use of the gospel and yes. would drive his colleagues crazy. Uh, but it, it brought me great joy to see that happen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> in a completely different direction. <laughs> Back you know, up on the road. When we think about like,
0: We'd stepped on the Lego there and, and got off track, I think.
3: So I'm going I'm to put an order in advance that these two not be invited back in for quite some time. It's been great to be here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks for having us. Individually or together?
3: Together. We can gang up on it. It's kind of like being a parent. If there's more children than adults in the room, then the whole thing just... I think we were called children, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I think uh,
0: that I caught that reference.
3: Yeah. So Father's Day, we yes, have... Yes, Dad? We have a great uh, example of what it means to be in the vocation of a father. Mm-hmm. I mean, anybody can have a kid, but being a father um, and especially a, um, a a father that seeks to be honorable, loving, um, made in the image of God um, means that this is a vocation that we're called to by God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... Not something we deserve by any means, and we are humbled by it, but when you look in the Bible, and you look for an example of what a father should be, it's God, who is Mm -hmm. faithful, who is correcting, who is full of patience, um, who seeks what's best for the children, not just seeking to make the children happy. Mm -hmm. Well... That's that's what a father should strive to be, and in the vocation that we have to be fathers to our children, we get to be an example of God's love to them. Um, I don't think "father" on the lips of a of a child is the name of God. I think of when a, a child says "mom," that's kind of like that's that's the name of God on the lip uh, lips of a small child. But there is something about the authority of a father that is, I think, necessary for. The development of of a child and it doesn't have to be your the man who is responsible for your existence it could be a grandfather it's those father figures in your life that you look to and respect and learn how to be um, a good man Mm -hmm. and what a great title that is to be given at the end of your life if you look back and people look at you and say you are a you are a good man or a good woman Um, that's a reflection that you had a good father, I think.
0: Um, You know, it's fascinating because I was just sitting here thinking about, um, for a long time, Father's Day to me meant my dad. And even after having my own children, it took a long time before Father's Day was referencing sort of my role. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, um, I think seeing ourselves in that, uh, takes a while and, and, and it takes a while to be comfortable with that. Um, but, um, it also makes me think about, uh, the fact that I, my dad's been gone seven years now and, and how much I miss him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I suspect just for, uh, you know, we, we've talked before about how mother's day, um, is a bittersweet holiday for many people because, uh, either they've, they're missing their mom, they've lost their mom. Um, you know, either you've, you're you missing your father, you've lost him recently, or, um, you know, that could be a big hang-up for people as they think of God the Father as well if they had a bad father or right. a bad role model. And so, um, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. We try and um, role model what a good man looks like and a good father, um, and uh, not everybody has that same experience. Yeah, and,
3: and, and there's definitely truth to that i i know i know people who have a problem with god because of the relationship that they had with their parents is it still working
1: well <laughs> I, I just realized that i never checked to see if the if the sd card was in there but we've got sarah around here and she took care of me
3: okay good <laughs> take two after 45 minutes <laughs> No, I mean, I, I know people who have a problem with God because of the types of relationships that they've had with with um, their parents or other adults in their lives. But I also think that for the person who has a broken relationship with a mother or a father, um, recognizing that that broken relationship, um, if there was abuse, for example, or or neglect, on the part of the parent, is not a reflection on God, but rather a reflection on, on the failure of the parent to live up to the vocation that they've been given. I mean, honor your father and your mother, the, the fourth commandment is also tied to be an honorable parent. Be worthy of honor. Um, and so I, I've also seen people who've, uh, uh like um, a, a friend of mine in high school, his dad had a really rough childhood and a really rough 20-something, you know, um, uh, when he was tackled by Jesus, he suddenly recognized what a father should be um, in his heavenly father and then sought to live a life that was reflective of that when he had his own kids. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: You know, it's interesting you say that because so often we, we talk about what the bible says about honoring our parents i, I love this from ephesians chapter 6 This says children obey your parents in the lord for uh this is right says, honor your father and your mother this is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land but this next one is a really good part this is ephesians chapter four chapter six verse four fathers do not provoke your children to anger mm. yeah mm-hmm. uh you know uh there, there's an interesting admonition, uh, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Uh, uh, that's a, a fascinating thing because sometimes uh, uh, I, I don't think it's there by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think as fathers, we have a, a predilection uh, to provoking our kids to anger. Uh, I, think we're, we're, I think we can actually be really downright good at it. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Not, it's yeah. not simply a predilection; it's become an art form for some of us <laughs> yeah. uh, to provoke our kids to anger. Uh, and I think it's there for a reason because it's something that we just have to keep in mind. You know uh, that we should not be uh, provocative in that manner. So absolutely. it's Im- important. Uh, shoe on the other foot, sort of thing.
3: I yeah. always loved uh, I, I love the fourth commandment, and it hit me differently once I became a parent. That you know, honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Like, I brought you in this world, I'll take you out. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs> the the, uh, the um, Provoking your children to anger, um, boy, when they get to a certain age, it doesn't take a whole lot. No, uh, and, not- and, and a lot of times it's just trying to discipline.
2: Yeah, well, provoking kids to anger in, in some households, it's, it's kind of like shooting, shooting pheasants in the ditch. Uh, no, no great skill, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, so, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, someone don't, doesn't take much. That's true. Uh, yeah. it, it doesn't take much sometimes. I think that's the nature of uh, the society we have created. Uh, this, here's a radical idea for you with regard to parenting. Um, uh, it's only in industrial societies that we have this craziness called adolescence. Uh, mm-hmm. in non-industrial societies, uh, they go out and do whatever it is they do to say, okay, I'm a part, I'm an, a full, fully in, engaged member of this community. And they got all the stuff that they need, uh, from that point forward. And they better do the stuff that they need to do and, uh, don't do that. And so they kind of bypass this whole business of adolescence and, and they have ways of, uh, you know, they, they get married and take care of their hormones at a younger age and mm-hmm. so forth. And gosh, did I say that on air being recorded, but, uh, uh, it it it's what happens uh, mm-hmm. and so uh
3: it's
0: kind of the norm of history up until the twentieth century,
2: yeah exactly,
0: and so. now they're saying that adolescence is stretching out uh into the late twenties mm-hmm. i
3: I heard that as well that, that is a that, cultural yeah. component yeah <laughs> I, I
2: I refuse to answer that on the grounds it may incriminate me <laughs> some people think it's stretched out in my sixties for a bit <laughs>
0: Um, you might be an interesting personal study, <laughs> <Exactly>. Paul. <laughs> when did Paul leave adolescence? <laughs> left adolescence. That's funny. <laughs> not yet. We're waiting for that.
2: There's a, cer- there's a certain uh, pastor at Atonement who does not believe that I have left adolescence. Uh, but she shall remain am- nameless. <laughs> well, somewhere <laughs> deep
0: inside each of each man is a junior high boy, just sort of waiting to get out. So, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I have no filter on my junior high. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what manhood is. It's developing that filter. So, yes.
2: <laughs> fatherhood, I suppose, is trying to help uh, your children develop that filter. But again, for me, it's been or, or not partaking. Or in not that. partaking <laughs> exactly.
1: That's too good, uh, DJ. One thing uh, that you told me that you do every night with with your children, and I don't know if you do it with. All three now, because one is 15, and I don't know how this goes over. Mm-hmm. But you uh, you pray with them, and then say you have something that you say. Yeah. Every night.
3: Yes. Um, at this point, it's just with my six year old, because not that not that the 13 or 15 year old have a problem with it. It's just uh, they stay up later than I do. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you know, and that's that's just kind of the normal development of kids. But since they were babies. Um, every night we say prayers and, and, uh, we, we say two kinds of prayers. We, we do the classic, uh, now I lay me down to sleep prayer. Um, and along with that, we would do, um, a five second prayer, 10 second prayer, uh, name the best part of your day. Thank God for the best part of your day. Name the worst part of your day. Ask God to help you with the worst part of your day. Uh, stamp it in Jesus name. Amen. Um, and from the moment they were baptized, every night they get the promise that they are baptized. And it's neat in doing this with my kids, um, even before they could speak since they were babies, is I'd make the sign of the cross on my son Dylan's head, and I'd say, you know, you are marked with the cross of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every night. Mm-hmm. Um, when, <laughs> when they got old enough to speak, the response was usually they would lick their thumb and then want to do it back to me. Cause you need some water for a baptism. Right. And they would put on my head, you're baptized in Jesus Christ. Uh, and that's what they would, that's what they would say to me. Um, and I'd say to them the same thing, you're baptized in Jesus Christ. That's preaching, mm-hmm. uh, by sharing that promise with them every night that God is with them, that they are claimed and chosen and loved. Um, that Jesus is with them. Hearing that over and over again, it makes preachers out of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it stays with them. Yeah,
1: we uh, at my house we try to uh, eat supper together at the table all you know at once every night. Doesn't work all the time, but I would say ninety percent of the time. Uh, and we pray, and it's just. Those uh, those little things that we do, I think, that can really have a lasting impact is the kids now. We don't eat till somebody's you know who's saying the prayer tonight. So, uh, Mark or or Paul, do you have any uh, anything like that uh, that that you do with your kids every day? Or
0: no, we just sort of let them free range around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Free-range parenting. Free-range yeah, soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed
2: USDA free-range soldier. <laughs> you know, at, uh, uh, this is going to sound very strange, uh, but uh, uh, even before the, uh, my eldest was born, I would sing to them in utero. I know that sounds uh, awful for most people who've heard me sing before, but uh, uh, I would sing, uh, and all the, this was all the way up until the last one left home. Uh, I would sing every night, uh, children of the Heavenly Father, and uh, all, praise to me, all praise to thee, my God, this night. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, our prayer was, because uh, we, you know, as a, I, I learned that from my dad, not the singing part, but to have the bedtime part. My dad uh, was the person that kind of put the imprint of faith, uh, as, as such as it was, uh, on us, and it was, uh, now I lay me down to sleep prayer. But uh, we, uh, someone gave us this uh, 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 counted cross-stitch deal, uh, for uh, Stephen's uh, birth, and it was uh, Jesus, tender shepherd, hear me. Did not know it was a hymn, uh, but it, so we would just say it as a prayer. Uh, Jesus, tender shepherd, hear me. Bless thy little lambs tonight. In the darkness, be thou near me. Keep me safe till morning light. And so that's the one. And, and to this day, I still say that before I go to bed with, uh, because again, uh, earning from my dad, my mother uh, once uh, told me that uh, long, long after I had achieved chronological adulthood. I'm going to be clear about that. Uh, that my dad apparently still said that every night, uh, the, the, the now I lay me down to sleep prayer over his kids, even though they were long, long gone. So I kind of picked that up from my dad that we still say that every night, that Jesus, the tender shepherd,
3: so, yeah. I like that better than if I die before I wake. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I,
2: I thought so. God bless Hazel Linton. She's the woman that uh, uh, gave us the counted cross stitch, a, a good old Swede. But, uh, yeah, and I think it's a Swedish hymn, too, if I'm not mistaken. I, think I, it
0: was- I was actually thinking about the prayer as you as you were both talking about that, uh, the now I lay me down to sleep. If I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what you pray with your kids? Uh, no, we don't. We, we, we pray now I lay me down to
3: sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, guard me, Jesus, through the night. Wake me with the morning light.
0: Yep. Yeah, we have a modified version too, but it, I mean, it's interesting. So, uh, it if if only someone who was a human Google machine knew where that prayer came from. I mean, obviously, it's a, a very um, uh, uh, it must have been comforting at one point in a time of of uh, of high infant mortality. Correct. Yeah. Mm.
2: Uh, well, if you want to see high infant mortality, go just a little bit east of here to Itasca State Park. And uh, there's a Pioneer... Did you just say, if
3: you want to see high infant mortality? <laughs> That's exactly what okay.
2: I said. <laughs> All right. Is that a camping trip or something? You heard that correctly. Uh, go there, and you look at the uh, the cemetery there. There's a Pioneer Cemetery there. Mm-hmm. And, man, it, just about everybody in there is under five. Oh, wow. wow. So we, wow. we have this... Ex- you know, we have a, a modern expectation... That it's a terrible tragedy, and it is a terrible tragedy when a child dies. But somehow that our, that our children would not outlive us, and again, uh, it is a terrible, terrible thing. Right. But the expectation of that didn't exist until the 20th century. I know that my my uh, my aunt, my oldest aunt, uh, died in childbirth because she lived in that time when it wasn't uncommon for either the mother or the child to die in childbirth. Mm-hmm. So we, we haven't. I mean, we're we're not that distantly removed from that. So the idea of if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take, is probably an affectation of that cultural uh, milieu that, can I say milieu? You just did. Yeah, you did.
1: It's I, it's too late.
3: I, I, he, he couldn't bleep it in bleep, time. We have so. no dump button here. There's so. a
2: dump button on Meilu, huh? <laughs> okay, well, if I say Solzhenitsyn in Meilu, then you could really give me a hard time. So, anyway. We can mute your mic, <laughs> I
3: believe. <laughs> that
0: You can just pull <laughs> yeah, down that slider yeah, yeah.
1: I, I can do that. You're only allowed if you right. can spell them. Then um, you
0: can say them. i can spell them. <laughs> I think I'm done talking then. I might be out for the rest of the day, or if well, I that, have to spell all the words that I'm talking. That, that's selective. Oh, okay.
1: it's, it's when it's a milieu. Oh. I, I think it's. How direct, fortuitous.
2: I think it's direct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, And our sponsor this week,
0: uh, oh. Pastor Cross's Dictionary. Dictionary.com. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Brought to you by Dictionary.com. Kevin Google Machine.
1: Pastor Paul Cross's liturgical dictionary. <laughs> uh no,
0: that would be DJ's say, liturgical <laughs> dictionary. DJ
2: does have a more significant liturgical dictionary than, than I do. As I said, I wouldn't want to match liturgical dictionaries with uh a DJ here. It might be a, a bit of a challenge there. So that's, that's I true. did
3: I did serve some rather high churchy churches.
2: Yeah, but where I had to
3: learn these terms. Yeah,
2: but you did it you never served a church named Saint Mary Magdalene. Lutheran. In church. V-
3: very few have. Very few.
2: Have. <laughs> I am among, a- I'm among them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a, a very uh, small... Small club. Technically, Hold I on. did for a day.
0: Yeah, but... Mark,
2: Mark, Mark served
0: <laughs> that for a day, yes. He, but he, that's, that's he, for another podcast, Mark I did, think. Mark
2: did the confession that day, absolutely. Yes. In, in, well, a, in, a, in a clerical shirt with the wrinkles still in it, <laughs> with the creases, <laughs> True. With the creases True. still in it. Well, I think <laughs> they
0: still have the creases in them <laughs> in the back of the closet. <laughs> see, see, 25 no, I'm, years I'm, ago. I'm
3: better understanding the, the visceral reaction towards uh, liturgy uh, coming
0: from you. It's not a visceral reaction. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, is this relevant to my life reaction? Exactly. So. Yeah. And of course it is.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: with, with that, we are quickly running out of time. <laughs> mercifully
2: running mercifully out Mercifully running out of time. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, I pray the Lord my soul to take if I do not make it through this podcast.
3: Well, you know what? Um, uh, I w- I will say that I've enjoyed this conversation around this holiday, which, you know, granted, I don't think is, is huge. Most dads, I don't think, are big into Father's Day per se. Mm-hmm. But dads who want to be dads are just glad to be dads. Right. And, you know, you don't think about a new tie, you know. What's what, is that the classic <laughs> gift? You 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 get to make steaks and you get a tie for Father's yeah, and, and Day. And they make a fine root beer. Yes, yes, they do. <laughs> indeed, Dad's root beer. Um, yeah. But I want to thank all you guys for coming on and, and talking and and just Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah, and you, with you, thy spirit. Good job this year. Yeah, and with <laughs> thy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Ah,
1: oh, it's good times. No, I, I appreciate you guys coming on as well. Um, and yeah, separate you can come back. Uh,
2: <laughs> Dang, Mark! Wow,
1: yeah. no, that's that's not true. Um, you forget but, we've known each other for twenty five years. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good and and I, well, and I think it would be fun to have the, the both of you on to tell that story. Yeah. There's a little teaser for. Sometime down the line,
2: I'm not sure Mark wants to tell that story, but we can. We
0: can. You know, it's it's an interesting story of how uh, uh, God works in a person's life, Amen. and mm-hmm. so uh, all credit to him. Yeah. yeah. So, so. And
1: uh, uh, Mark, I would like to have you on some other time. I realize you're on now. I'm. I see you. Thank you. Uh, to to tell your story. Um. And and. Uh,
0: well, I'd love to tell the story. Oh no. <laughs> So, <laughs> with that,
1: <laughs> no, we gotta pray first. Yeah, would anybody like to pray?
0: Paper, Dead silence. The, I will the, <laughs> pray. I can pray. Paper, rock, scissors. I can pray. All right. uh, Heavenly Father, what an amazing, um, what an amazing opportunity to celebrate dads among us. Lord, I pray for those dads that are currently in, right in the midst of. Dadding, if that's a word. Um, And I I pray for fathers that are at the beginning of their journey. I pray for fathers that are further along, Lord. And I pray uh, that we may um, be more like you in our parenting, that we may point to you and that uh, we may look to you um, for everything that we do. We thank you for the opportunity to be a father um, and the great responsibility that is. And for those of us that uh, are missing our fathers at this time of year, Uh, I pray for comfort and for mercy. For those of us that uh, maybe had bad experiences with their father, um, I pray that they may know you as the ultimate father. And so these things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Thank you for that. And, And guys, thanks again for being here. And thank you for listening this week. Uh, If you are looking for a church service, you can join us at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or YouTube Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock and at 10.30 or anytime on the YouTube. So for Mark Soljum, Pastor DJ Lura, and Pastor Paul Cross, I'm Ryan Janke, and we will see you again next week.